Hey folks, welcome to the Patreon Extra Show for June 30th, 2017. It's a rainy day here in the Appalachian Mountains, but no worries because it's a four-day weekend. Anyway, today on the Patreon Extra Show, I want to talk about some non-traditional, I guess you could call it non-traditional woodworking projects. So if you if you listen to my most recent episode of the, the main podcast um, or read my blog at all recently, you may have uh, noticed some things, you know, talking about um, motivation and, and what motivates you to get back in the shop and different projects and things like that. And one of the things that I uh, I may have mentioned briefly in the podcast, I don't even remember actually, but uh, was some, you know, trying to, to work on some non-traditional type projects, you know, trying something different. Um, you know, a lot of us, when we get into woodworking, we start with, you know, things like, um, you know, what, whether it would be cutting boards or, or just small projects or boxes, or um, we get into furniture or chair making, things like that. Uh, and that's great. But, you know, we get to a point where we either have enough boxes or enough furniture, or, you know, we've given enough away, or we, you know, we can't sell uh, the furniture or the boxes that we're making. But we still want to stay involved and we still want to do woodworking. So, you know, you don't want to start building more furniture when you already have enough as it is or maybe too much. So, you know, what do you do? What do you turn to? Um, and some ideas that I had, you know, were to, to try some more non-traditional things, some different types of projects that maybe uh, aren't so common, you know, when you start to look at videos and um, and books on woodworking. You know, most of them are talking about things like like boxes and, um, you know, maybe toys and, uh, furniture for the most part, you know, that's what we see when we look at woodworking magazines. And when we look at woodworking books, primarily is furniture, furniture and boxes. So what are some non-traditional type projects that, uh, we can, we can look into to, you know, continue learning different aspects of the craft and, and uh, still, you know, get out in the shop, make something different so that we're not making yet another piece of furniture that we're not sure where exactly we're going to put it. So the first one that comes to mind to me is spoon carving. Um, and, you know, this is a traditional craft, so to speak, especially in, uh, you know, the Scandinavian countries of, of Europe. But, uh, and it is something that is starting to gain a lot of popularity. But, you know, just maybe, maybe 10 years ago, you you really wouldn't have heard much about it at all it was it was uh wasn't something that was very popular even though it's becoming more popular today and spoon carving is awesome you know it's a it's a way that you can knock out a project real fast um they're useful wooden spoons are are extremely useful you can carve them pretty quickly um you know you can sell them at craft shows or farmers markets if you're into that kind of thing um and it's just something different you know that allows you to use a different skill set uh, some fairly inexpensive and a very small toolkit. Um, and you know, you can really knock out some things and be really creative with it. You know, I've seen some real whimsical, cool looking spoons that are, that are real neat. Um, and you can get real creative with spoon carving. So, um, you know, that's a cool idea for, for a somewhat non-traditional type of woodworking project. Uh, another one that I had always wanted to try for years and years was a uh, cane or bamboo fly rods or, or fishing rods. Um, you know, years ago when you wanted to learn fly fishing, bamboo fly, bamboo fishing rods were the only, only thing available. Um, you know, so that's what you used. And there were factory made bamboo fishing rods 
And there were also artisan-made bamboo fishing rods or, or craftsman-made bamboo fishing rods. Um, and it's a real skill. You know, I've seen videos on people who build them and I've used them. And, um, you know, I've always wanted to try my hand at building a bamboo fly rod myself. Um, and it's just not something I've done so far to date. But, um, you know, it's another one of those projects where we can use a lot of the tools and the skills that we already have to try something a little bit non-traditional or a little bit different than what you see in mainstream woodworking. Um, the problem I find with bamboo fly rod building is that it is reliant on uh, several jigs, some of which can be quite expensive if you're going to buy them like uh, planing forms, steel planing forms. Now you can make wooden planing forms as well. And if you're only going to try and make a couple of, uh, couple of bamboo rods, then that might be the way to go. Um, but you know, most professional and, and serious hobbyist um, fly rod builders are using steel forms. So, and they can be kind of pricey, but, um, but again, you know, it's just some other, you know, it's just another cool non-traditional or non-mainstream type of project, uh, you know, that we can think about doing in our shops. Um, another one that has interested me lately are tobacco pipes. Um, and you know, I, I get it. Smoking is, is bad and you know, it's a, it's, it's a taboo subject, but, um, tobacco pipes are pretty cool. You know, you can really get some, some cool designs or even some very traditional classic designs. Um, and it's really just a lot of carving and, you know, making sure, um, that you get things drilled right and straight. And, you know, you can be uh, very creative with how you carve them and, and design them. And they're just a, uh, it's just a neat, neat little project, you know, and again, it's something small that you can sell at craft fairs or, um, you know, you can, if you get really seriously into it, you can sell them for quite a bit of money. I've seen some tobacco pipes that will sell for hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a single, you know, single pipe. So, um, you know, they're, they're pretty neat. And it's, it's something that I'd like to try my hand at, or, you know, even if you did, um, something whimsical, like, uh, you know, make pipes that are sort of like those from the, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, the ones that you see, uh, you know, Gandalf and, and the hobbits, um, smoking. Um, you know, the, the long stem church warden style, um, style pipes, you know, they're, they're just pretty neat and, you know, it's just something different to try, you know, again, it's, it's getting into sort of a carving type skill. So it's, it's a, a neat little, uh, small project that, uh, you know, gets you away from that main, the mainstream furniture and box building, uh, baskets is another one I've always wanted to try, try making, uh, and these are pretty cool because this gets into green woodworking, just like spoon carving does, where you can go out into the woods and you can harvest a, a hickory tree or an ash or a white oak tree. Um, and you can split the pieces of that tree into thin staves, um, you know, for your baskets and, uh, and, and weave baskets. And it's, it's a really neat traditional skill that not a lot of people are doing these days. Um, and it's just another, another way to expand our woodworking horizon. Cooperage or, or making, making buckets or, or barrels, things like that. Um, coopering is just, it's another really neat skill. And again, there's some specialized tools that traditional coopers would have used. You can still find some of these tools on eBay, um, and old, uh, old tool dealers, especially in England, but there's not a lot of people still doing coopering. And, uh, it's a, it's a, one of those dying arts, but it's one of the, the skills that I really love to watch when I go to a place like Colonial Williamsburg and I can watch the Coopers work. Um, 
you know, they work by eye and they, they do all of this work without really measuring or, or checking angles. You know, everything is just done by eye and it's such a, an amazing skill to watch them, you know, uh, stave up a, a barrel or a bucket from these, these cedar boards or cedar splits that they split out of a log, um, and planed up. And it's just really neat to watch. And, uh, you know, it's something that I've always wanted to try doing, um, you know, again, one of those non-traditional type of projects, uh, gun stocks. There's another one, you know, there are some folks that, uh, are doing that today. They're making custom gun stocks. Um, one of my, one of the things I had always wanted to do was, was do a, a custom flintlock rifle, like, uh, you know, colonial style flintlock rifle. And, uh, I wanted to make the gun stock for that. You know, again, it's one of those projects that's on my bucket list, but I just never got around to. But it's, again, what I would consider more of a non-traditional or non-mainstream type of project that uh, that we can try, you know, tests our skills uh, in a little bit of another way. You know, there's no straight lines for the most part on a gun stock. It's a lot of curves. It's a lot of sculpting. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's some there's a, a lot of skill involved in bedding all of the metal components into the stock so that they fit perfectly into the stock with no rattling or, and no play uh, once all the, the barrel and the lock and, and the trigger mechanisms and everything are inset into the stock itself. Uh, you know, the, the, the better the fit is between all of those components, uh, the better that rifle is going to be. So, um, you know, a lot of skill involved in that. And, uh, you know, it's just another way that we can expand our woodworking horizons. Uh, window sash. This that's another one that I've seen. Again, we don't see it much anymore because windows today are all factory made, uh, double pane glass. But window sash is actually something that can be quite useful because if you can learn to make a window sash, you can very easily transfer that skill into making something like a divided light door for a cabinet. Uh, if you look at a lot of furniture pieces from uh, older furniture pieces, you know, ones that might have glass doors, whether it's a corner cabinet or or a large hutch of, of sorts with glass doors. Those doors are glazed very similarly to how window sashes used to be made. So, you know, it's a, a skill that is directly transferable to our woodworking and our cabinet making, learning to make window sashes. And it, it's something, again, that we can do with, for the most part, with the tools that we already have, you don't really need too many specialized tools to make a window sash. You can go out and get sash planes and sash rabbit planes, but for the most part, we can make sash, make window sash with the planes that we already have and use on an everyday basis. So, uh, just, you know, one more skill or one more project to add to our, uh, our skill set. And along those lines, similar lines, doors, uh, again, we don't see too many people making entry doors or, or room doors anymore because they're all factory made and there are large timbers and they can be a little bit challenging to work with because of the size and weight of the project. But, you know, it's a good frame and panel type of project. And there are some, uh, you know, some skills involved with making through mortises and, you know, making a good solid, strong door takes some skill, takes some practice and some patience. And, uh, you know, it's another way that we can expand our woodworking horizons. So that's the list that I have for today's show. But, you know, I'm looking for your ideas too. get on to the Patreon, 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 
uh, community page and let me know about this for anything non-traditional or, or non-mainstream in terms of woodworking projects that you've wanted to try or or you know think would be a, a fun project to try or maybe something that you've already done that uh, that you thought was a good project. Uh, get on the Patreon Extra, the uh, the community page, and uh, and let me know. Thanks again for being patrons and for all of the support that you've given to the show. And we'll see you on next month's Patron Extra show in July. Thanks. Happy uh, Happy Independence Day, everybody, and have a great weekend.